Welcome to the EFM Morning Brief. It's a great quick way, 10 minutes or less, for you to get up to speed of the latest news and find out what's on today at the market. My name is Wendy Mitchell. I'm a film journalist and consultant, and I'm thrilled to be hosting this series. Today, we're joined by a very special guest who is Scott Roxborough. European Bureau Chief for The Hollywood Reporter. And Scott has been covering Berlin and EFM for a long time. Scott, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, what's your first impressions already of, of the Berlinale 2022 and the market so far? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, good to, good to talk to you, uh, Wendy. We haven't seen each other in a while in person, so it's nice to do this, uh, you know, uh, virtually uh, at least. Um, no, um, it's, it's, it's a weird one. Uh, this year, because Berlin is it is happening, which is great, and I'm I'm in the city again uh, uh, after having doing the virtual version last year. Uh, but it's still a, an odd sort of mix because uh, you know there are far fewer people um, around, obviously far fewer people being able to go to the cinema. Um, for the industry side, there's almost nobody here really compared to sort of the usual crush of uh, of, of buyers and sellers uh, running around uh, the city uh, at this time during a regular uh, Berlin market. Um, so it is a bit of an odd feeling uh, uh, being here, but uh, but is is good to be back. And and on the business side, at least uh, this sort of whole uh, hybrid version or the online European film market hasn't seemed to hurt business. Because talking to uh, buyers, I was just at the Soho House that was you know, you know met a bunch of uh, international distributors passing through. Uh, uh, everyone seems to be really really active. Everyone seems to be really getting back. Hopefully, hoping that. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic will may, will soon be over in the next couple of months, hopefully, or at least to the point where cinemas will be fully opened again, more or less around the world. And everyone's betting uh, that that's going to happen and are sort of now stocking up on, on films for the coming months. That's that's really great to hear. Yeah, it does feel like this this light at the end of the tunnel is getting brighter and we're almost there. Um, you know, even as you mentioned, you know, some buyers and sellers are here and it's great to bump into a few of them. A, a lot of people are, are, are just watching films online. But do you think we'll still see deals being done, even though a lot of people are doing it online? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the sort of this isn't the first virtual market. Of course, we've had uh, you know a, almost two years of virtual markets or, or hybrid markets, um, and they haven't really slowed down the business. I mean, uh, whatever two years ago now, the first virtual can market um, was really really active, um, and I think it's going to be the same uh, here. From what I've heard, I mean, the market sort of unofficially has been going on since since last Monday. Uh, so uh, there's been a lot of business already done. I mean, you probably heard about the massive uh, deal that Sony did for a man called Otto, uh, Tom Hanks uh, package uh, adaptation of a you know hit Swedish film uh, from a number of years back um, that uh, sold for $60 million worldwide to Sony, which is, I guess, probably the biggest single deal uh, ever to ever come out of Berlin. Um, and uh, there's a lot, There's I think there are going to be other sort of big deals probably with with streamers and studios uh, to still come out of Berlin. Um, And when I talk to independent buyers, wherever they are, you know, Japan or the US or or Germany, uh, they're also really actively bidding on stuff. Um, uh, It's it's interesting, I think, because um, on the sort of traditional theatrical side, things really haven't come back. And the independent buyers and distributors are still really, really hurting because they can't get their films into theaters or they haven't seen audiences return to the same levels as they were pre-pandemic. But everyone is still, you know, thinking they have to get in there and they have to, they have to get some good films so that when 
everyone's hoping cinemas return and and the theater going audience returns after the pandemic uh they'll be right there and being able to to grab them with with, with their new movies so that's why i think you're seeing actually a really amazing amount of, of business um being done given sort of the general state of the industry at the moment that's great and yeah i know the day i saw that that sony deal announced it sort of puts a spring in everybody's step even if you have nothing to do with that film or that deal 60 million yes movie going um and i'm just curious you know with, with the hollywood reporter um you really uh as i said our european bureau chief you know the whole european scene and and beyond um and it feels like berlin you know, for the European industry, of course, the American industry gets started at Sundance every year, um, especially for the Europeans. So it feels like Berlin might sort of set the tone for the rest of the year and and topics we're talking about, you know, in maybe certain films. So I guess I'm wondering, what, what are you writing about uh, at Hollywood Reporter this week? Are there sort of themes or trends or talking points? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Berlin, uh, particularly this year, and if you just talk about the lineup, I'm not sure if it's going to be the official sort of festival lineup. I'm not sure that's going to be so trendsetting because it's very impacted by the fact that it is still in the middle of the pandemic and films that were able to be finished and made and delivered here maybe won't be representative of the films in even the next few months or in the next year and a half. Um, a lot of the films that we've seen, even very good ones, like the opening night film, uh, Peter von Kant from François Ozon, which I loved, but it's, it's a very small contained film because of how it had to be shot you know, under COVID conditions and so forth. And there were quite a few of those in the lineup this year in Berlin. Um, and I don't think that's going to be sort of a trend or a setting. I think that's going to be something that'll just uh, pass. And, you know, it'll be something we'll look back and say, oh, yes, that was the period when we had COVID because those were the kind of films that were coming out. Um, but in terms of general industry trends, I think a lot is being, you're seeing a lot here um, in Berlin that will be sort of setting the tone. Um, the main thing I'm seeing that I'm really interested in, I've been writing a bit about, is uh, consolidation on the independent side. Uh, because you see, you saw like beginning of the week, Completzen um, Film, big German independent production company. They made Tony Adman, they their producer on Spencer, the Oscar nominated uh, Spencer, um, and they uh, joined up this group called the Creatives, which is a group of independent uh, independent production companies all through Europe, various ones in France and the UK and all over, um, to jointly sort of develop and produce um, high end television series for. Um, for Fremantle, uh, you know, worldwide, gigantic, independent, but gigantic production company. Um, and that type of move where you, the, the small sort of boutique production companies, which are really the driving force of the art house industry worldwide, um, they're seeing that they can't really survive on their own anymore because um, the sort of uh, strength of the streamers in particular, but also the studios, um, has meant that um, either you're going to get swallowed by a bigger company or become a, uh, you know, get hired on by Netflix to just produce stuff for them, or you're going to try and stay independent. And if you want to stay independent, you have to find uh, other partners. Um, and you're seeing a lot of these sort of um, formal deals uh, to try to link up independence, either that or independents are, 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 you know, you know, merging together. You're seeing a lot of that type of activity happening. Um, Mediavon, a big French uh, uh, independent production group, uh, recently linked up with uh, Leonine, which is a massive German independent group. Um, and it's almost that even these like, local giants aren't big enough. They have to become sort of somehow 
pan national or, or global to reach a level where they can um, where they have enough independence to be able to uh, produce really really big end television series or films um, even if they're going to end up send it, selling them on to a streamer to a Netflix or an Amazon um, in order to stay any to stay independent in any way shape or form uh, they have to reach a certain size and I think that sort of consolidation that sort of growth is really a major driving factor at the moment in the independent industry. Wow. Scott, I knew you were going to have your finger on the pulse of what's really going on out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We're going to keep reading THR all week because I'm sure maybe not any more $60 million deals, but I'm sure there's going to be deals and trends and um, good luck for the rest of, of the EFM. And thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you, Wendy. So if you haven't noticed, it's the weekend. Uh, It's Saturday. It's a great time to build some connections, I think. So I know a lot of people are already signed up for one-on-one or roundtable meetings uh, with all these experts at the EFM. Hope those go very well for you and you make some, some new contacts. Do that networking. Uh, today also the co-production market kicks off, uh, It is amazing. Over the next five days, EFM will host 1,400 pre-scheduled meetings. I am so glad I'm not the one scheduling all of them. But what an amazing uh, event, connecting people around the globe. So the Copro Market starts at 9.30 with a welcome. And then that follows on to a case study of a former co-production market project, which is now in Berlin competition, Alcaraz by Carla Simon. It's a Spanish-Italian co-production. Should be really fascinating to find out how they work together. And then at four o'clock, uh, the co-production market will present several funders from different countries talking about their schemes that help foster co-productions. That sounds like a great place to learn how to finance a, a new film. So after all that, you can also join in some speed matchings, and that is live in Zoom from 5.30 to 6.30. So please get on in there to the co-production market. Uh, A lot of that is obviously open. If you have an online market badge, get in there. You can access the talks and the speed matchings uh, via that EFM event page. And just to mention, it's, it's the weekend. Maybe you've got some time to catch up on something you missed when it was very hectic, the start of EFM a few days ago. Um, we had a really great session uh, at the opening about uh, change and transformation, and I think that would be a really great one to catch up on. Uh, it's, you can go find it in the schedule and watch it on the player. It's called EFM Opening, Embracing Change for the Industry of the Future, and I think that's a good, inspiring watch for a Saturday if you had missed it earlier. Have a great day. I hope you make some new connections. And thanks again for joining us at EFM Morning Brief. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. (laughs) 